0: To the Mindful Biz podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, Kirsten Jackson joins us. She's a UK registered consulting gastroenterology dietitian and founder of the Food Treatment Clinic. In this episode, we talk about her business as a one-to-one practitioner and also her online programs. So much for joining us here today. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm great. Thank
0: you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now you've just arrived in London. How are you feeling?
1: Very, very jet lagged. Yeah, it's um. So anyone listening to this at the minute would you would lockdown partial lockdown in the UK. So I'm like basically come over to the UK to spend two weeks in someone's house.
0: So. Oh my gosh! What an experience! What a story to tell!
1: I know, I know. I don't think my daughter will believe it in the future, that's
0: for sure. How old is she now? Six months old. Six months old. So you you literally just did like a mad dash to the UK to see your mum. Yeah. In case you can't get into the country. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right, then. I would love you to introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Yeah, great. So um, my my name is Kirsten Jackson. I'm a consultant gastroenterology dietitian. Um, I qualified in the UK um, and I actually am based in Dubai now, so where I'm also registered. Um, so I so I specialize in digestive health um and then basically in terms of going back and how I kind of got to that stage um is um, I've qualified around 10 years now and if, for those people who don't know in the UK the typical kind of route is to go into what we call our national health service when you qualify after university so I did that for a couple of years um I found gastro or digestive health in general really interesting but found that I wasn't able to give the service that I wanted so it's a typical business owner I guess is struggles to be employed by other people <laughs> um, So two years into my career, which is not very long, I left and set up my own company called the Food Treatment Clinic, um, which has now been going obviously quite a while. Um, And then I took a kind of mini break, I guess, when I got offered a fantastic opportunity in Dubai a couple of years ago. um, And I got offered like a lead job at one of the hospitals there. Um, And then when Esme, my daughter, was born six months ago, um, I went back to my business full time and it's um, just really taken off from there.
0: Wow my goodness far out what's it like living in Dubai before we talk more about the business
1: (laughs) yeah Dubai is just like it's the only way I can explain it is it's like Disneyland for the people in their 30s like really? just any kind of lifestyle you want. And um I think there's a lot of misconceptions from the West about the Middle East and it's complete yeah. rubbish, you know? It's like everybody, like every culture is respected. It's, it's it's like as I said, the dreamland as such. Um it's fantastic, it's very safe, the weather's fantastic, the food is great, everyone's nice, everyone gets along, it's it's really it's a fantastic lifestyle, it really is.
0: Oh my gosh. Now, before you started your business, business in the lead up, you obviously did a lot of study. Like how many years of study are we talking?
1: Oh, so you um you start off with um <laughs> university which just like four years Um that's the absolute minimum you need and then um for people listening because I'm a registered dietitian as part of that registration you have to continue to do what we call CPD so continued professional development I think they call it slightly something different in Australia but it's the same concept um so it's just ongoing from there so I've done like um some like a pgc cert so like some master's modules um i've done like various different training like at london king's college we did um the fodmap training it's just constant courses um to just keep up to date because at any one time to keep your registration they might randomly audit you and you have to show that you've done you know continue to do these qualifications because obviously science is old the minute you've learned it it's gone
0: yeah
1: it's continually improving
0: involved so how do you cope with that given you know your business is going gangbusters you've got a new family you're juggling a lot but you also need to keep up with the latest research how how do you manage all that
1: so I guess like, um, I mean, it does kind of stem from being back at university, but the university is geared up to be like a it's a professional degree. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of drummed into you, you know, from day one. It's just part of like your weekly, you know, when I'm yeah. planning out the hours I've got, I'll always incorporate something in there. Like it could be reading some journal articles. It could be even like a blog post, for instance, that would benefit my business. I'm still having to look up new research articles to be able to do that you know Mm -hmm. or updating like my online program I still need to look at the new research so it kind of um, comes hand in hand it's it's just I guess from the outside person it looks intense but as a dietitian, it's just like oh just what we do you're used to it you're used yeah
0: exactly all right let's talk about your business because you've got a few different facets so talk us through what's going on in there yeah,
1: as for you, I think too many sometimes. But yeah, um, so um, I see people. Um, so I've actually niched down niched down over the years. Um, so I've now niched down to see just people with irritable bowel syndrome. So I work with people um, in two capacities, I've run on a one-to-one basis, which is over three months. We do like what we call very cheesily the VIP program. Um, so I've people over three months, three one-hour consultations over that time, and then weekly email reviews. The idea being that it's quite an intense program, but by the end of three months, I know exactly what's causing the problem, and why um, and also guts less sensitive than where it needs to be Um, and then the other one is more group program which is what I'm you know I think like a lot of people who do service-based businesses trying to get you know growing a lot faster Mm -hmm. um but that is um an online program people pay for it um, monthly and they get immediate access to you know all the videos and downloads that I've created and then they get access to like a group and then more recently I've done another group program where I've done a collaboration with another dietitian called Ro Huntress and we now um help people with IBS and people who want to lose weight so because often when you want to lose weight I think We all know it's difficult anyway, but if you have IBS, it's like 10 times harder. So we've kind of come together, our specialities and produced a group program for that. So a few different um, avenues there. And podcast is due to be launched shortly. Is the next thing.
0: Exciting. Oh, my goodness. So what I love is that everything's focused around IBS. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's so clear that that's what you do. And also, look, we're in a world at the moment where it feels like nearly everyone's suffering from IBS and I would probably say you can correct me if I'm wrong a lot of it's got to do with stress is that right yeah
1: yeah I mean like we don't know a hundred percent for sure the research in IBS is always pretty great a lot of the time but yeah and um, stress is a huge thing that's been related to it and mental health as well and we're going through a pandemic so I'm sure that's going to have a lot to do with it but um stress unfortunately can be trigger it off in the first place um or if you already have it then it can make your symptoms a lot worse for sure yeah.
0: do you think also that in today's world everyone is much more aware if they've got it you know versus 10 years ago when people were just kind of like oh what it you know that's that's just what yeah. my body is and they, they don't investigate it
1: yeah, I think it's like anything when we look at um, not even just healthcare, but other like areas of life, because we've yeah. got access to the internet and social media, which I know doesn't always give accurate information, but you're getting more information and you're inundated with it. And even simple things, if you think about like um, algorithms and Facebook ads and Instagram ads, if you're sort of clicking to a post, that you think, oh, that's about bloating, and I get bloated, then suddenly you're inundated with more information about it. So I think we are generally a lot more informed and we realize actually, you know, oh, that isn't normal to be like that. Mm. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm.
0: All right, I reckon there's people that are probably listening to this podcast that would be like, "Yeah, I've heard of IBS, not 100% sure what it really is. Can you just take us through like what IBS is and what some common triggers for um I mean, I know there's a lot, but from your point of view
1: yeah, so IBS is what we call a disorder of the gut-brain axis. So there isn't like inflammation, like in Crohn's disease or something else going on. It's essentially like the gut and the brain aren't speaking to each other properly. So, for instance, you might have um, something digesting your gut, and someone else might have it digesting their gut the same way, but you would, your brain would be then reading, oh, it's pain, it's distension, it's uncomfortable. It also involves food intolerances. So you might digest something and it actually produces more gas than it should do. So that's going to cause you know bloating and um, pain and things like this and and. And Also, looser stools, constipation. So it's a real gut sensitivity, and again, a lot of people unfortunately feel like that's quite a woolly diagnosis. But um, some of the symptoms will be, as I said, you know, stomach pain, gas, um, bloating, diarrhoea, constipation, and often interchangeably between them all. So it's it's quite an embarrassing um, condition. The way that, that people need to be getting diagnosed is really important. to anyone listening, you've got any of these symptoms. You can't just think, oh, it's probably IBS. You must go to the doctor and get a diagnosis um, because, you know, it could be IBS, but it could be celiac disease. It could be inflammatory You know, there's so many other things that cause those symptoms. So they get the way they go to doctors, get it diagnosed. But in terms of triggers, you talk, there are so many. So even, um, and this, the unfortunate thing is, you're, you know, you and your friend can eat the same thing. And they get no symptoms and you're sitting there like in agony it's really you know it's, it's frustrating but things food wise it would be things like garlic onions bread dairy um very you know things like even apples and they're all different so one person with ibs would not be the same as another um, you might be able to have maybe one slice of bread but maybe not two so it's you know, it's not a case of i can say oh here's a diet for ibs and it just works yeah. it's everybody's different
0: Is that, have you found navigating that as a business owner really hard? Because, you know, someone could come to you saying, I'm sure it's IBS, and then it can take you quite a while to realise that it's not. And it could be like, I can imagine that that would get quite frustrating. I mean, that's the nature of what it is that you do anyway. But how have you found navigating niching in this area? Yeah, I think
1: um, it has been difficult because when you um, first start in a business, you think oh, I'm going to take any client, you know, yeah. Um, and actually there's been quite a few people contact me because, you know, they've, they have and they haven't got a diagnosis. And you've just got to be quite ethical in it and say, you know, you need to go to a doctor, you need to get diagnosed. But even within that space, um, there has been cases where people have had all the right tests they've had. They sorry that they need, but they still have had a misdiagnosis. Um, So I mean, from a group program, that's where you are limited in that the group program is only for IBS. But then with something like a more personalised approach, like the VIP program that I run, that's where like I would be able to assess it as we go along, and I'd soon realise it's not. And because obviously my background is a gastroenterology dietitian, even if they don't have IBS, I can still then help them. So Mm -hmm. it is difficult because. Often as business owners, we want to be able to scale and you want to have like a one size fits all approach. So you could sell like a meal plan or you could sell a, you know, a course and there are limitations with that in this area for sure.
0: Yeah. Do you think that at any point one day you might expand beyond this niche?
1: No um, I don't think so so there's been like originally I had um, I took everyone like weight loss everything and I had no idea what I was doing like years ago <laughs> not that it was idea as I do but I wasn't a specialist you know so when you're trying to scale your business in terms of like mm-hmm. how much you're charging and that it's very difficult and you're not a specialist so I don't think so and um, I then went to gastroenterology in general but IBS I just find it's, it's not just ibs but having a niche you kind of it's easier to market and um, it's easier to be that specialist and yeah. also within you know being a dietitian, it's easier then to keep up to date with all mm. of that information
0: yeah absolutely absolutely is it mainly females that you see or both
1: yeah, mainly females, um, and this that adds up to the research as well. There's more women with IBS, and there's various theories around why that is, um, than there is men. So I still get the odd guy coming through. Guys still get it as well, but it is mostly women, yeah. Why do
0: mostly women get
1: it? So, again, we don't know, super great, but um, there's a few theories. So number one, it could be hormonal. So we know, for instance, you know, the week before your period, your hormones drop, your gut's more sensitive you know um, during you know menopause or pre- perimenopause you, your hormones are all over the place so there are times in your life um, that your hormones are fluctuating and that could impact it the other thing is like when you look at statistically men are much less likely to go to their doctor so it could just be that actually there's loads of men out there with ibs but they just don't oh, get diagnosed you're right
0: mm. you're right there you go now you are fabulous on social media your stories, just you know you can tell that you're an expert that you know what you're talking about you don't even have to think about the answer you you just know the answer um because you get you know a lot of questions sent into you have you found that social media has really helped you grow your business and create a community
1: yeah for sure um so social media has been, I, just, I don't even know where to start. It's been like the main key. Instagram has like, gives me 99% of my clients. And I think especially within health, I suppose not just in health, in any kind of industry, is that no like and trust element before someone's going to buy you. You know, it's, it's not the 1950s where you put up a billboard and say, buy this. It's People have to really get to know and like you. So I found it um, easier to access. And then also it's great for like marketing things. So Um, instead of me coming up with topics I think people are going to be interested in all I need to do is like look at the comments on my posts or look at the questions people are asking and that's what my audience want rather than me having to recreate something that you know spend hours potentially on the product and nobody wants it
0: yeah you're also on TikTok what's that like for business
1: yeah no, nobody judged me on my tiktok account <laughs> it's quite embarrassing and it's it's unreal like so um i think like a lot of people on tiktok i got into it during lockdown because it's like well you know you literally got nothing better to be doing with your time um but it's because the algorithm because they don't have a lot of content on tiktok it's very easy to get around the algorithms like you just push something out and it not go viral i think one of my posts got like one hundred fifty-five thousand views and that was, I'd only had like five posts up at the time. Whereas on Instagram, like never, that would never happen. No. I think one of my videos once got 10,000 views, like yeah. that ever, you know, and I've got over 20,000 followers on there. Mm. Um, so within a short space of time, But I, I get inquiries all the time from TikTok. Which, do you? Do you? Yeah, I like I, I've seen it. And sometimes what they'll do is maybe be on TikTok and then they'll click through because there's a link onto Instagram. So then yeah. do you see what I mean? They're, they're looking at your entire guest brand, but yeah. TikTok is and it's very quick so you can produce content like maybe six videos in about an hour
0: yeah right so but you're not dancing are you
1: yeah you are
0: dancing I am (laughs) oh god I'll have to love on it's really
1: cringe it's I don't know if you'd call it a dance or like it's a proper like I guess I've got an excuse now because I'm a parent it's like a proper mum dance like the arrows and the beat it's pure cringe
0: are the people people that contacting you via tiktok similar people that are coming through from instagram or are they different
1: no no so they're people that often don't have instagram or i guess they probably wouldn't maybe not see my content on there or something i'm not sure i just think like for instance you go onto tiktok and there's hardly anyone talking about ibs so you're going to be pushed quite quickly to the front
0: okay so what i actually meant was the demographic similar oh yeah
1: um yeah similar so, so it's still females but I would say um demographics in terms of where people live no so I'm getting more people from like Asia and choir right yeah Super before, interesting. not money
0: yeah yeah interesting so with your online programs I just want to go back to that because you know I think online programs are fabulous for service-based businesses um really like just talk us through the IBS one so not not the IBS and losing weight the IBS one instead which they'd go into instead of if they were doing the VIP program directly with you
1: yeah so in terms of um do you mean going for the marketing or to go yeah No. no no just technology? let me
0: know like what's included in that program
1: yeah, so what's included in the program? It's um they, they get online videos. So it's like a pro it's a pro you know what you would expect if you to sign up to an online course. So it's a step by step guide. Um and it's like all five to ten minute videos so you can get through content, you know, for people who are busy, because people with IBS tend to be busy, which is part of the problem. But yeah, so they can just like go through it really quickly, like and it's accessible on a phone or a laptop, or you know, again, super easy. Then they have like maybe downloads to go with it. So um, downloads are practical so you know like a fodmap guide um, or a guide on how to adapt recipes or something like that mm-hmm. um and it's all done in stages so the first stage is really like reflecting on your own diet find out what your baseline is so that when you're then making goals to move forward that it fits into your lifestyle and is very much personalized it's not just like a, as i said one size fits all approach doesn't really work in ibs um and again it means it's a lot more achievable that way and then um they get um weekly check-in. So for instance, we ask them in the group and everyone gets tagged, you know, to make a smart goal every single week and then a weekly win because IBS is this chronic condition and sometimes that like you might have a really awful week. But actually there's been a couple of things to work that week were really good. So just mentally they are get asked to do like a weekly win check-in just mm. to keep it positive. Um, and then we do um, group calls. So every week I'd go on and do a group call inside the Facebook group where we just answer any kind of questions. And then more lately we've been like, picking a couple of people's food diaries and um, just going through them like live, but obviously anonymously, um, just as a kind of good learning curve, I think. Um, so really, really kind of just comprehensive program, really.
0: Yeah. And there's a, there's a webinar that they can watch before they join yep. to, say, to get a bit of an insight into the program, isn't there?
1: Yeah, so yeah. I, the webinar came basically from the back of a lot of people with IBS feel like they've done everything. You know, if you've got loose stools of constipation, you don't care how much it costs or what you've got to do, you're going to try it. So, and when people come and see my program, they're thinking, oh, I've tried everything already. What could you offer me? So, this kind of look, shows you exactly why what you've tried hasn't worked yet. And mm. then it leads in and shows you how the program works and how it's different. So, yeah, yeah it's a nice webinar and it, it's free. So,
0: yeah. So, how is your program different to others?
1: So it's holistic in that, you know, we're not just talking about the low FODMAP diet, you know, going low fod, which is one of the dietary treatments, that the main diet treatment at the minute for IBS. We're looking at it as a multifactorial condition, which is. So what I've experienced in my own practice is if we just go, oh, here's the diet, then you're not looking at stress levels, as you mentioned. You're not looking at sleeping patterns. You're not looking at exercise um, and the, the mental side of things. So This kind of hits all all those factors, and that's why people not only find their triggers but also their actual IBS improves because the gut is less sensitive.
0: Yeah. And look, another thing that you do well, this is a good session for praise, isn't it, is that you are walking the talk. So, you know, like you'll see you on your stories pushing the pram, going on your walk. You know, you'll show what you're eating that suits you, you know, so people can really understand how you're implementing this in your own life
1: yeah yeah Yeah, so i think it's good and again it goes on that um people got to trust you and Mm. also i mean there's also times on instagram where i'll share that like you know i got home really late and i've ordered a pizza and i know i'm going to get bloated and you know because it's you're human as well yeah exactly it happens
0: exactly yeah oh my gosh so what do you love most about running a business
1: for me it's it's probably oh, so many things I'm not very good at being employed so I'm like what do I pick <laughs> um probably um the speed at which I can go so what yeah, are the things you're fast you're fast like, thank you sometimes I feel a bit sluggish but yeah I think it's the speed at which you can go you know if you get an idea in your head you'd like have it done yeah. by like the next week whereas I think when I've worked I guess in an organization oh, it's un- hard about and like yeah exactly so yeah. it's probably the speed
0: yeah. Oh, I love that. I really love that. But also you, you're you multitasking. You've got so much going on. But what I love about your business is you've got everything's like compartmentalized. So it's not messy. There's a lot going on, but you can handle it because it's all, it's all in neat pockets. So you know how to focus your time and you're juggling a six month old, sleep deprived a bit and jet lag now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, I guess it's just coming up with systems and places and yeah. so every so often and i think this is again like when you sometimes look at someone's business you think oh it runs really perfectly but every so often i just get like an a3 paper like you know a child and with colored pens and like write everything out again because it does get messy and mm. then you just write systems so down and see what you can outsource and yeah just clean yeah. it up a little bit.
0: yeah absolutely oh my gosh look what what's your focus would you say for your business for the next 12 months
1: Focus for the business is definitely the online course, because I think that, you know, it's so good. It's just, you know, marketing, get it out there. We're getting Mm. amazing results. Like 75% of people have got improvements after the first month. And it's supposed to be a three-day program. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely the focus. Um, And then also the podcast, which will be launching um, shortly, um, just to give people, because there's not enough good advice out there. There's all this advice from like. Um, bloggers, and I guess I am a blogger, but I mean, like influencers no. and people who have no qualifications. So, cannot wait to get the podcast out there for people.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are there many people out there with your level of qualifications?
1: yeah so there like the yes or no i mean the dietetics world is really small when we look at yeah. you know nutritionists even doctors whatever it's a really small we all know each other that kind of thing yeah. so there's, there's there are dietitians out there that obviously do you know gut health but in terms of the actual the noise that's coming from the health industry we're such a minority you know and there's people it is innocent ignorance like it annoys me and i try to get not angry because people are talking about gut health all the time on social media and their stuff is absolute rubbish you know yeah. um, and unfortunately a lot of my clients come to me beforehand a wasted money and time on mm-hmm. you know people who call themselves maybe nutritionists but that title isn't regulated so yeah, yeah dietitians at, at, you know who specialize in gut health there's not many there's a few of us but there's not lots out there
0: yeah is there anything people should be looking for when they're looking for help in this like you know what do you look for and how do you navigate through to find the right people now that I've introduced yeah. them to you that's easy but before <laughs> you came on
1: yeah, for sure. No, because it's so it's very confusing all the terms yeah. that are used online and stuff. So number one, registered dietitian. So just make sure because and I know and again, like online, I didn't realise it's something to buy, but like not everyone's registered. So you can actually be a dietitian without being registered. But registered dietitian, that means they're regulated. They're not just gonna be selling you pills and potions. Then have a look to see little things like are they trying to sell you like a supplement? That's a big, you know, no, no, because obviously they're trying to just make money out of you in some different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then look to see if they specialize in gut health because gut health, and this is my own opinion, I'm sure other people may disagree, but it's such a complicated area. I don't truly believe that if you're um, someone who's maybe even a dietitian, but you're seeing everybody that you're going to have the level of knowledge in that one area to help someone because it's so complicated. So even if I had a qualified, um, newly qualified dietitian in my team, I wouldn't let them see clients because it's too complicated so someone with a lot of experience and someone who dedicates themselves to that that niche area is what you really need to be looking for yeah yeah
0: okay how do you go juggling a six-month-old navigating motherhood and running a business yeah
1: (laughs) so I guess it's a learning curve yeah learning curve but um little things like just trying to block time you know so rather than mm-hmm. sitting down and thinking there's you know Esme, my daughter might be asleep but you've got any you've got a maximum period of half an hour at any one time so you just need to kind of like making a what I do is at start days make a list of what has to be done so that you're always going for priority things and trying to block off time so like if you're doing Instagram I'll do it for like that half an hour rather than doing a bit of this a bit of that and then you don't get anything done yeah. that's the main things and then also kind of having to check in with your body which I didn't do when um she was first born but I mean like I was just like waiting until she napped and then I was like working 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 but eventually I did hit burnout obviously Mm. so you just need to be like and if you've got no energy and it's not about like being okay so you need really high energy levels for people to even want to work with you so I was just prioritizing my own sleep um and then also food because if you're not healthy then it's Mm. not going to help anyone really
0: true isn't it You know, when I had my first child, I mean, the education wasn't out there, but I literally lived a sugar diet to keep me going. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. And no sleep, no sleep and sugar
1: yeah i would say like you know even me as a dietitian and sitting here with a her business and all the rest of it yeah. i still make mistakes there's still those days mm-hmm. where i have biscuits about breakfast do you know like so i think yeah. sometimes as moms you just kind of think it is what it is today it as is moms. what it
0: is there are days where it is what it is my gosh my goodness yeah. you you are doing a fabulous job Where can everyone find you and your programs and your VIP work with you program? Not that you've got room to take many more people on. (laughs) So Um, not all the online programs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, in terms of getting in contact with me, and the main one's probably uh, Instagram. So it's at the dots, IBS dietitian. Or if you want more information and like all my blog posts and things like that, go to the website, which is www.thefoodtreatmentclinic.com. So I have one of those
0: yeah so as usual i will put everything up on my website which is relauncher.com.au and i will link through to kirsten jackson's website so you'll be able to find her very easily thank you so much for joining us and also because it's the crack of sparrow over there in london it's very early
1: but my daughter's been up since 4 a.m., so it's oh. fine. But no, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all the praise. I feel like I'm really like high on oh. the sessions. Yes, <laughs> no,
0: no, no, my pleasure. It was wonderful speaking with you.